Episode 41. Yeah, we're past 40. Of Making our way up. Miami up and in. Ya nos estamos poniendo un poquito viejito. Get into the top. We got some viejito stories for for you guys <laughs> <laughs> coming up in a little bit. But welcome, welcome. And we always go through the numbers. 41, Tom Seaver, man. Oof, one of the best ever. Hell of a pitcher. One of the best ever. Young generation now won't know who that guy is. They have to Google no. him. Got lots, part part lots of, of those, uh, the, the 69 Miracle Mets. Tom Seaver, <laughs> and then he pitched for a bunch of teams. Uh, the, I remember seeing Tom Seaver calling calling Yankee games at one point. Um, great, great pitcher, Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, passed away a, a few years ago. Young. Um, you know, he, I mean, older, but not too old. Yet. Right. I, I believe he had Alzheimer's, which which sucks. I mean, my dad passed away from the same thing. But yeah, Tom Seaver, what a what a number forty one. I'll tell you something. The 03, the twenty twenty three Mets can use him. The oh twenty twenty three Mets are terrible. Dude, they put the Mets. They're so bad. First highest payroll, Padres third highest payroll, and they're both under five hundred. Amando, they spent ninety million dollars on two pitchers, and the Braves have a seventy eight million dollar payroll. Tampa Bay. How about the yeah. Reds? Yeah. The Marlins? Marlins? <laughs> the Marlins. Yeah. You know, you go down the line and it's yeah. one one after the other and it, it it's incredible. But yeah, Tom Seaver definitely could be used by 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 the Mets, man. And hey, we want to give a shout out to Wilbur Reyes, DJ ADSR. Coming strong, the jam, man. Jam, jam of jams. Just the uh, beat so good. Appreciate you, Wilbur. Follow him, man. He's, uh, the other day he put like, it was a, a stream of videos there. It was like 12 clips and it's like one song after another man some some nice make sure you nice follow beats. him on instagram adsr underscore music he's got that fresh beat yeah and he's active on the gram he's got that blue check make sure you check him out yeah man Get, check him out and also check out damages miami academy hey we're here um like i always say middle of summer ball uh going into july july is very important um it's an important month for training and important month to be there because it's when your rosters get made and um I've only committed to one roster. I actually decommitted from our 6U White roster. I decommitted to them. I told them that I was going to have to make a new roster. Saw some sloppiness going on. Um, they've won back-to-back. But, um, hey, we're looking for some new guys. So try out this. Uh, we're trying out all month of July. You're in the academy. I'm going to be placing you on teams. And uh, it's a big month. Yeah, I saw, the, I saw the post for tryouts. And, you know, a few people reached out to me that have smaller kids. People with smaller kids could still bring them in, two, three, Absolutely. four, and so, five. So we only do like uh, tryouts for public teams ages six and up. But if you're, you know, beginner six, five, four, we'll take you right away, throw you into our instructional program, and we'll get you going. So hit us up on Instagram, awesome. Diamond Dreams Miami. You can also reach out to me on my cell, 305-219-2957. Call, text. But this is an important month. Um, if you want to be on a team um, and coming back in August, you might be on the outside looking in. You know, I like to get things done early. So you got to be here. Come on by. Come on by. Check us out. Also, uh, Armando Alvarez, real estate agent. Uh, buy, sell, rent, whatever. You need some advice. Look, somebody's going to jump on 
a Zoom call later is the son of a, of a client of mine. Wants to set up a business in Miami. Wants to know the good areas. Hey, it's he's like, hey, how, how much? And I'm like, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'll give you some advice. Um, that's how you were in business. You know, we, we talked last week about the importance of relationships. That's it right there. You know, uh, his dad's going to be on the call too, uh, which is, which is my client. I'm going to be renting out his unit over in Aventura soon. Listing coming up, um, by this area, close to the Miller 127 area. Nice. Right by here. Yep. Yeah, Very nice that. house. So, um, we'll keep you posted. So yeah, everything you need and. I'm always looking from the outfield, yeah, right I, from left field. Left center field, man. He's keeping an eye on everything. He's the best scout in the game, best scout we got. Listen, I got some uh, nice feedback from from last episode, um, the whole relationship thing, you know, the planting seeds and, and the way we spoke about it. Um, but there was one thing that, that after I listened to the podcast again that we didn't mention was you got to water those seeds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to water those seeds a lot, you know. And um, it was a great show last week. A lot of people liked it, so. Appreciate everybody who's listening and uh, appreciate the love support. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, and I think I mentioned it, but a lot of people, especially now in 2023, want instant gratification. Yep. It's like, hey, you know, I want it now. Now. And and listen, you know, we we at work, of course, you know, we, we go through meetings and we talk about steps to, to get the business now. Hey, Mike, you're interested in a house? Hey, let's go see it. Do you want to put an offer? This and this. It may not be the right house. It may not be the right offer. It may not be the right time. But that doesn't mean I'm going to abandon Mike. No, of course not. You know what not. I mean? You yeah. need to build those relationships. I just, I closed, in the last two months, I closed one that I had been working with for about seven, eight months. Left back to Costa Rica where they live. Came back another time. Went back, came back. Another. It took a little bit. Another one that reached out to me after a year and a half. I mean, obviously, kept on watering that relationship seed throughout, you know, and, and just because you didn't like complete the deal right then and there, that's not the, I mean, it would have been a success, yeah, but not that's the not the game. success. Yeah, that's not the end game either. You know, cultivate those relationships, make it a long-term relationship Absolutely. that lasts a lifetime. Absolutely. And that's the way to win. And that's the way Absolutely. To win, you know? So Mike, we, we talked about, okay, so past 40, you know, the, the episodes are, are getting ya un poquito madurito, 40, episode 41. <laughs> but so are we, bro. You know, we both had uh, birthdays recently. I turned yep. 43 in May, and happy birthday, Mike. Thank Your birthday you. was yesterday. Thank you. I turned uh, 44 yesterday. Hank Aaron. Yeah, Hank Aaron. <laughs> Hank Aaron. It's funny because uh, Alec Manoa's mom, that pictures of the Blue Jays, mm -hmm. she wrote that on my post on Instagram. Oh, nice. She was on the Hank Aaron year. Um, but yeah, man, super grateful. Um, I definitely felt the love yesterday throughout the program, awesome. the family and friends and, and, um, you know, people reaching out, um, you know, not only for my birthday, but, you know, to see how I was feeling, you know? Yeah. So, so you went through a little bit of a, yeah. of a health episode. I know you posted it on, yeah. on all the bands and yeah. everybody was pretty concerned and people were coming up to me like, Hey, what's up with Mike? Is he doing better? You know, but, uh, but yeah. I, I know you told me you wanted to yeah. talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, I want to talk about it and, and, you know, you know, it, you know, express to people the importance of health, you know, and as we get older, uh, your health isn't just about you because your health also affects the people and the things around you, business, family, stuff like that. So about five, five, six years ago, I had a, a hemorrhoidectomy done, an emergency a situation. And um, that shit came back, man. That shit came back about a year and a half ago, started giving me a hard time. 
Um, but the last two months have been, you know, the last two to four months have been extremely difficult, you know, for me because it kind of would dictate my life. So, you know, it was kind of like waking up in the morning, depending how you were feeling, depending how it was, depending kind of like how your day went, whether I can coach, whether I can be there, whether I can do a lot of things, you know what I mean? And so I woke up Saturday morning and, um, you know, I just knew, I just knew that there was a problem, you know, and I kind of rested up on Saturday and I woke up Sunday and it was a bigger problem. <laughs> so, you know, we went straight to the emergency and then they took me in and, and on Sunday and I was able to have a emergency surgery early on Monday. And, um, it was tough, man. You know, they, they took out five inches. <laughs> That's crazy. And, you know, there was some, some, uh, blood clots um, that were beginning to attach themselves and uh, and thankful, you know, thankful that I went when I did, uh, thankful that we got it removed and now I'm on the road to recovery. And, you know, I wanted to talk about this a little bit on the personal level because I think a lot of people are embarrassed when it comes to hemorrhoids and stuff like that. Most of it's hereditary. There's nothing I can do about it. You know what I mean? It's just something that I was kind of born with. Um, but, if you're somebody who's suffering with that and you need some help or you need some advice or some guidance, you know, I, I take a lot of products, the fibers and stuff like that. You can reach out to me. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, you know, and I'm here to help. I've been through it twice. So, you know, I hope that this is the last time. I think it will be because this time being a little older, taking myself a little more serious and my life a little more serious, I have to make some serious lifestyle adjustments. You know, I reached out to Mav's dad. While I was in the hospital and I said, hey, bro, you know, when I get out, you're going to have to help me with this diet thing because he's on a strict, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, and, no, no sugar. And then me, yeah, <laughs> me and you, we spoke about we got our gym memberships. Yep. Right. So we're going to start hitting the gym a little bit, you know, two, three, four times a week. And and it's time, you know, uh, you know, this thing affected me big time. I would get home and you know, the girls want to do something and I can't, you know, something on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, early a game and I can't. You know, but, you know, uh, I think in two to three weeks, I'll be back to 100 percent. And I hope to to go back to the same physical activity I had, you know, a year ago. So, yeah, man. And it's um, and, and not only that, but like a lot of people are just embarrassed of sharing anything health related. And it's yeah. important. It's important to go get check, checked out because, look, you know, you had blood clots, you know, yeah. and if you wouldn't have gone in and would have just let it ride, you know, who knows? Yeah, it's not worth it. I mean, you know. You know, my brother is is a, a big advocate to not feeling pain. My brother's like a guy where he's my brother Manny, which is his birthday's actually today. He's fifty today, nice. so happy birthday to him! Happy birthday! Um, he's a, he's a guy who's like go to the doctor, like right away. You feel something, go. You feel something, go. You don't you don't need to wait. You know, you have health insurance. You live in the United States. Like no, go get it taken care of. So, so you know, he's always you know pushing for that. And I kind of realized it more this time that yeah, man, like. When there's something, you got to go right away because I let this thing fester. You know what I mean? And uh, Amanda was no joke. The surgeon, you know, Gorlick, she was like, this is crazy. I've never seen anything like this. You know, I want to give a shout out also to Ryan Avon's dad, Ray. He worked at the hospital. He went in there, took care of me. He made sure I was taken nice. care of. Um, so I really appreciate that, you know. But, hey, you know, if, if you're suffering from that and, and you need some help, you want to know something, anything, feel free to reach out. I'm here. I'm here to help. So don't awesome, be embarrassed. Man. Nothing to be embarrassed about. Nope. No, and I'm, I'm glad Mike's doing great. And, you know, like he said, you know, shout out to all the people that came and, and asked how, um, how he was doing, you know. 
Amando, I would say 100% of the program reached out to me. Awesome. Whether it was through the band or through text messages, um, you know, with the combination of my birthday yesterday, I shed a lot of tears, bro. A lot of people said a lot of nice things, you know, that you kind of probably don't realize, you know. Um, but uh, it was nice, man. It was a super, super nice day. So awesome. we're on the road to recovery. I appreciate everybody's love and support. And, and now we look forward to seeing everybody soon. Awesome, man. But, um, you know, mo moving on, another... Another guy who's been getting a lot of support, man, because lifelong, lifelong Kane, you know, had a had a tough few years, you know, losing his son. Yeah. Uh, but J.D. Arteaga is now the head coach over at the University of Miami, where he pitched, where he's been pitching coach for the last I don't know how many years. And it's yeah. like it, it's almost like, you know, he was he was the coach in in waiting, basically. I mean, you know, nothing against Gino, Gino DeMare, but you know, J.D. Arteaga was that guy, you know, and you knew at some point J.D. was going to take over that program, and the time is now. Yeah, no, he is the guy. I think that of all the moves that, that I've seen them make, I think this is the best move. Um, he is Miami, Mr. Miami. He's a friend of mine. Um, and when I worked in management um, back in the day, and he was starting out at UM, we, we traveled together a lot, just coincidentally going to the same events, and we were able to develop a, a really good relationship. So super proud of J.D. Arteaga. I think that for the University of Miami, I think this is this is the move. I think this is the long-term move. You know, Jim Moore set that bar high, Armando. <laughs> extremely you know, so, high. So, you know, extremely high. Um, but I think J.D.'s the guy. He knows the culture. He knows the future of that program. And he's already made some strong moves. You know, he brought in Laz Gutierrez from Nova, yep. which was a scout for Boston, minor league coach. He's, um, you know, mental skills coach, pitching coach, another great guy. And, and I think that it's going to be an electric year. I'm super excited for them. We'll yep. stop, I'm going to stop in the next couple of days or whenever I'm healthy and, and go say hi. But I'm super, super excited for University of Miami. Yeah, and I heard, um, you know, because he's, um, he's probably his best friends, right? Uh, Dorian Gonzalez Sr. And, and Alex Cora. And you saw Alex Cora right yeah. away, you know, posting something. Yep. Um, and, I, and I heard that this has been like the, I mean... Dude, and under those circumstances, I don't know if you'll ever be as as happy as you were before. But they said that this is the happiest they've seen him since the tragic loss oh, no, of, the, of his son. You know, obviously nothing will ever. There's no coming back from that, right? But oh, you know, under the circumstances, they said that he was extremely excited to get this opportunity. Yeah, this is a great opportunity opportunity for him, and and maybe be life changing. You know, and um, you know, JD's happy. He's going to continue to to be happy and develop that, and and hopefully we can get them back into Omaha, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of uh, like it, it sucks not having a team in from Miami going to Omaha. Yep, well, Florida got there, but ah, Florida, the ah, whatever. Florida got there. We're Miami Hurricane guys. We're Miami guys down here. We need the Canes back there. Yeah, we need the Canes back there. But hey, JD's the right guy. He's going to out recruit everybody, and uh, the schools the schools going to support him big time. Yep. So congratulations, JD. Congrats. We love you, brother. Let's get back to Omaha. Let's do it. And and one. One guy that's going to big places, Mike, is uh, Luis Ajarayas with, with with the Marlins. And before we talk about the All Star, the All Star team, man, the, uh, the the Marlins, you know, they they keep rocking. And I I uh, I just send um, I just send you something that said, you know, after the the Marlins swept the Red Sox yeah, at Fenway, it's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> they improved to fourteen games over five hundred for the first time since. You guessed it, 2003, man. World they won Series. the World Series that year. Yeah. Armando, I, I think that the Marlins are in an interesting situation, okay? I think that if they creep into the playoffs, which I expect them to, they have a legit chance now with Yuri. Oh, yeah. 
Dude, he, you know? he is so good. Man. And, you know, Alcantada looked good the other day against Boston. Jazz, Jazz came back with a big bat. Jazz came back with a big bat. I picked him up that day as a free agent <laughs> in my fantasy game. He gave me a home run. But um, the Marlins, I just, you know, you kind of, you know, you underestimate how much a good hitter changes the lineup. And Armando, we're not talking about Judge. We're not talking about uh, Trout. We're talking about Luis Arias. He's a hits machine. Doesn't hit for power, but he's changed. If there's any lineup in the MLB that has changed the most, it's the Florida Marlins, and it's solely just because of that one guy. Oh, my God, for sure. It's no, unbelievable and, and, and what look, he's doing. And, and you knew they had the, the pitching. Even even on a no, no decision the other day, Lozardo looked amazing. Um, other pitchers look amazing. I, I was pulling up on my phone. I saw this earlier. One of their minor league affiliates, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, they have a pitcher named Patrick Monteverde. Patrick Monteverde yesterday went, or two days ago, sorry, seven innings, four hits, no earned runs, five strikeouts. Leads the league with a 1.93 ERA. League leading 74.2 innings pitched. And league leading eighth win the other day. So, you know, we were, and I mentioned this for a reason, you know, we were talking about the Marlins... Possibly making some trades for for some big bats um, during the trade deadline. Guys like this, guys like you know, there's, there's a couple of young pitchers in, in in the rotation that are pitching great. You know, it opens up for guys that they've been waiting for to get healthy, like a Trevor Rogers, like uh, like I'm striking out on his name, but the, the other pitcher that that's injured that he, yeah, he was really so. good too. Um, I'm forgetting, blanking on his name. Uh, Sixto, Sixto, Sixto Sanchez. Sixto Sanchez. Um, but it, it gives you the ability to trade guys like that right. or maybe trade an, another big arm in the system. Bring up yep. this kid. You know, yep. I mean, that, that's a, that's a, a luxury to have. And But like you said, man, Arias has made such a big Huge. difference and, and he rightfully so, he makes the yep. All-Star team. Listen, you know, <clears throat> I know that if, if you go back to to the beginning, we, we've criticized the Marlins a lot, you know, with, with Cordepeto, like they yeah. deserved it, you know. Con, what I'm saying? con cariño, right? But <laughs> they've made some moves this off season that were legit. Okay, um, the manager, he seems to be doing. He seems to have a grip on rules, and he seems to have a, a grip on all these guys. But let me tell you something that has always been the success case with the Marlins that maybe people don't uh, emphasize as much. But the Marlins are always stacked in their farm system. Always. Yep. Okay. They, they, they're always in the top five of farm systems. So who, who's making these decisions? Because whoever is making these final decisions on these players that we're going to sign internationally and domestically, that guy's a, that guy's a G. Because they're, they're constantly filled with talent. Their minor league right now is filled with talent. And that has nothing to do with, has to do with their scouting department. Their yep. cross-checking department. You know what I mean? Look, and, they and made some I, good moves. And I know that. And for little money. Yeah, and I, and I know when when Jeter and Gary Dembo came came to to the Marlins, that you know th there was a lot of criticism with the trades they made, and you know, but one thing that Jeter said, I remember he said, "We're going to build up the farm system." Yep. And that they did, man. Did. I mean, <laughs> that farm system is ridiculous, you know, and 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 we're seeing the fruits of that. Yep. You know, we we're able to trade a lot of guys. And get some some great people in return. I mean, Zach Gallen was a guy that they they had and flipped over for for Jazz Chisholm. 
you know, you're able to do that when you have a, a, a strong form system. Yeah. Armando, what's your take now on the Jeter thing? Because I know Jeter left. You know, they said they were going to spend, and then they, they said he didn't spend, and then he left. Probably the cake's in his face a little bit right now, I think. Yeah, I mean, I... You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, they're winning. <laughs> I think they got he got fired. <clears throat> he didn't step down. He got fired. And, um, you know, it was a move that he didn't expect. I mean, when you watch his... Uh, his documentary, you know, his, his wife talks about it a bit, but um, but yeah, I mean, he he did some he did some good. I mean, I wish he would have won with Jeter. I wish he was still here, and and all this would have been taking place, you know, while while he was still here. But I don't know if it was him, if it was you know Sherman just not wanting to spend. Right. You know, they they brought in Kim Ming as well to make some some decisions. But hey, you know, like you said, wh- whoever whoever it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know the 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 trade for for Araya is is an amazing trade. Uh, signing Julio Gurriel, you know, gives you a, a good veteran bat. Even Gene Segura is having an off year; he's been injured, but that's a good guy to have down the stretch. Oh, yeah, no doubt you know, about he's it. a he's a guy that was a former Philly winner. You know, he knows what it is to win. Let's see, man. Things are looking good. Let's see, things are looking good, and and, and people are going to the stadium more. You know what I mean? Which is, is huge. I've always said it, like, winning will fill your stadium. You know? All this other stuff that they've done is based on opinion, whether you like it or not. But winning is kind of like the, the cure for everything, and Look, that's was, the solution. I was re-watching the um, El Duque and, and Levang documentary the other day, uh, the 30 for 30 they did. And, you know, one of the things that obviously struck me again every time I watch it you know that that Levan mania. You know, started off nine and zero, Cuban guy went on that ninety seven team, and that team was stacked, bro. But you know, Levan brought that energy, and you need guys like that. Ahraiz, I think, is that that guy this year. You know, he's doing something special that not many people do, and people want to go and see. You know, every every day now it says, "Oh, Ariz zero for three now at three ninety two. Yeah. Ariz one for five. Ariz five for five. You yeah. know that they make it a point to talk about Ariz and where his uh where his average is, that's exciting. You know, like with Levang, it's like, oh, he won again, he won again, he won again. 9-0, same thing in 03 with Dontrell Willis. <clears throat> you know, for as good a team that they had, Dontrell was, uh, you know, like my dad would say, yeah. era, ta- era taquilla. Yep. You know, like people would pay to see him. Oh, Dontrell's pitching, I want to go. Let's see what he does. Yeah. Same when Oduke went to the Yankees. I mean, I know it's a different situation. The Yankees, they they have, always have a good crowd, but people wanted to see Oduke with the high leg kick, yeah. <clears throat> you know, the way he would pitch. It was a good story. So yeah, the, I, I think they have a the, – the Marlins definitely have a couple of guys like that right now. Yeah, the Marlins, you know, they, they have a lot of things working in their favor. They're winning, and they got this guy making history. So as a fan, you know, you're super locked in. You super want to be there. But, but, but a lot of people still don't understand the 400 thing. A lot of people are like, no, that, that, what, what do you mean? And that's a fucking big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a big deal. It's probably one of the bigger deals in, in baseball, period, man. Yeah, that's it's, one of it's those, a huge deal. That's one of those things, like getting to 400 and hitting 56 games straight for a hit like Joe DiMaggio did. Yeah. That's why Ted Williams and DiMaggio are, yeah. are legends. Yeah, no, and that's why baseball baseball is the most difficult sport there is because guys aren't doing this every year yeah not even, not even close you know this guy's flirting he's like a 3898 right now something like that 392 because he went over yeah. three yesterday but he's still there with still. a with a good a good game today and he'll be back at worst case 400. scenario he's probably gonna win the batting title yeah again 
back to back. You know back what I mean? Back. But hey, Arise is the man. He's changed this lineup. And uh, how, remember in the World Baseball Classic when you went deep in, in the right field when he played here? Yep. And, it, and I was like, that's our guy. Like, that's our guy that we have here, the best hitter in the league. He was you know? looking good. Yeah, he's looking good. So joining, joining Arise with the National League team are Freddie Freeman at first base, Orlando Arcia at, at short, Nolan Arenado at third, Acuna, Mookie Betts, and Corbin Carroll in the outfield. Catcher Sean Murphy, J.D. Martinez, DHing for the National League. So you have a lot of Dodgers and a lot of Braves. A lot of Miami. J.D. Martinez, hey, he had three, uh, he, uh, he's from here. He had his 300th home run the other day. Yep. And then American League, Mike Yandy Diaz, who I said I wanted to see at first base. He'll be the first baseman. Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, the shortstop second base combination there with Texas. Also their third baseman, Josh, Josh Jung, who's uh, – He's a rookie. Outfield, Mike Trout, Randy Rosarena, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is injured, so he may not play. Jonah Heim from the Rangers also at catcher. And DH, Shohei Otani, obviously. Uh, is Otani going to get the start, you think? I think so. I mean, yeah, right? I think he deserves it. Mike, 14 home runs in the month of June, 29 for the year. So he's leading the league in homers. Free agent year. Yep. And he's dominating on the mound. How good is he? So something that came up yesterday, Jesus Mike, Christ. they were saying, uh, they asked Keith Hernandez if if Otani will go to the Mets and he wants to wear 17, and he's like, well, it's not available. It's like, okay, yeah, I don't know. We know it's not available. You know, they retired it for you. But what if he asks, and Keith Hernandez goes, don't ask. Yeah. And then uh, Marcus. Is this the same Keith Hernandez? uh uh, I played 55 years ago. <laughs> Nemo first so baseman. Mar Marcus Stroman <laughs> the dinosaur. responded with a tweet saying, imagine losing Otani in free agency because some dinosaur wouldn't give up his number. Laughing my ass off. Yeah. So look, I'm, I'll take, I'll take la contraria. I, I'm going to defend Keith Hernandez. Even though when I read the comment, I was like, oh, it's a little bit like, eh. but, but look, you know, like nobody goes to the Yankees and says like, Hey, I want number three. You know, <laughs> or a one number four, or a one number five. Look, if it's retired, and you know, Otani's tranquilo. Otani's not going to go and say, hey, Mets, if I don't get 17, I'm not signing with you. First of all, he's not going to sign with you because you guys suck. <laughs> Correct. He's not going to go there because you guys suck. Correct. And it's a it looks like a terrible atmosphere to be. But look, Keith Hernandez's number's retired. I mean, the guy won a, a ton of gold gloves. He, he's, a, he's a Mets legend. You know, what, did he sound a bit dickish with, with his comment? Sure, you know, but but I, but I agree. If it's taken, it's taken. Pick another number. Oh, and what he said, he, he said, look, I was, uh, I believe he said he was number 41 before or, or, or another number, and he said, and, and I, I didn't take it because it was already retired. Right. So I had to, I had to adjust. Yeah. Otani doesn't strike me as the guy that would be like, hey, I want 17. If not, I'm not coming there. Yeah, you know, I, I have to think about this one a little bit. I, you know, I'm, I kind of change my opinion when I more think about things. But I don't know, man. The whole retiring number thing for me, I get it. You know, you guys, guys who are legends and stuff like that. But Amanda, there's some pretty popular numbers that are retired. You know what I'm saying? And like the Yankees are know, running out of numbers. Yeah, the Yankees are running out of their threes <laughs> retired, sevens retired. Like, like the, those are like the Yankees one, favorite one numbers. through nine are retired. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that if for example, okay, I'm going to throw Marcus Stroman in here again. Marcus Stroman goes to the Mets and tells Keith Hernandez, Keith Hernandez, I want 17. That's a hell to the na, na, na. You're not getting it, right? 
But man, when the best player on the planet Earth comes to you and says, hey, man, I want to wear that number. To me, bro, that's like a... Like an honor? Oh, my God. It's like, like an a, honor, man. It's like an honor. You know, like, absolutely, man. You Absolutely. Number 117 is a San Lazo. My dad's favorite number. I wore that number a lot of years. I love that number. I think it's a beautiful number. You know what I mean? So, for me, you know, like, yeah, Stroman or Muerto's going to come and wear 17. No, hell no. But, you know, the best player, the unicorn, the best player we've seen since Babe Ruth. I think that, you know, I think that uh, it, you, you might get more out of it emotionally, um, mentally, um, publicly with that nice gesture. And, 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 and unretiring a number, it's not going to take away from the beautiful things that Keith Hernandez did. Right. They're not going to bring down his banner. It's, they're not. 17 going to stay out they're there. They're not going to do that. And then, and then not just that, but like, coño, man, someone would be forever grateful to you, man. You know, Keith Hernandez has always rubbed me the wrong way, Armando. He's never seemed to be like the nicest guy when you've seen him or on TV and stuff like that. So I kind of like in Seinfeld. Yeah, I kind of see <laughs> I'm like, Keith yeah, I kind of see where he can be a little bit of a dick. I also understand his stance. But we're talking about the best player in the world here. So, you know, like I said, you might get a little more you might get a little more love if, if, if you were to be cool in that situation. You know what I mean? Yep. But let's see. Let's see what happens, man. At the end of the day, it's just a number. And at the end of the day, he's not going to the Mets. No, at the end of the day, he's not going <laughs> to the Mets. Not going I'm to the definitely Mets. not going to the Mets now, you know? Um, but what, what did you see the whole situation with Anaheim the other day in the Rockies series? They outscored the Rockies by 20 runs in the series. And they lost the fucking lost the series. series. What's Anaheim going to do, Armando? What's they're Anaheim going to do? They're going to lose both those they guys. They have to do something, and they have to do it soon. They have to trade one of those two guys, bro. And you know what? They may have to trade both of them. I think can so. Can you imagine what they can, what, that would be historic. This season would go down in history if that team were to do something. And I would give Mike Trout the biggest going away party ever. Ever. Like, yep. he deserves it. Like, this is the best player in the league. Yeah, Otani's the best player in the league, but. Slash yeah, Trautani is the best player in the league. You if know, you get rid of one. Why would the other one want to stay? Like, if you if if Otani walks, why would Mike Trout want to stay? I think Mike Trout's. I I think Mike Trout is is getting close to to wanting to get out of there. You know, I, and as much as he wants to win a championship in Anaheim, they drafted him. You know, 16th pick overall. They they gave him that contract, and he's earned every penny of it. But at some point, there's got to be something in his heart that is saying, man, I want to play in the playoffs. He asked Mookie Betts the other day during the World Baseball Classic. It came out that he had asked him, hey, is this what the playoffs feel like? <sighs> man. Because he, he's never – Imagine, you know like, one, I mean? of the, one of the best players oh, man, in like, baseball. No, probably the, ever. And, and, the, and what, what would what – would, I think Mike Trout's one of the greatest players ever to play the game, okay? But there is a part of him – that we don't know how good he is in the playoffs. All-star games, he's the man. World Baseball Classic, bro, he's the captain, no doubt about it. But what? who is he in the playoffs? We don't know. We don't know who he is in the playoffs. And I think that for a true baseball fan like us, Armando, and even a, a baseball guy like him, and he sees every year that the, the clock's ticking, he's, he's going to want to have to play in the playoffs with somebody. You know what I mean? And... 
if they trade Otani and him at the break, they're going to get 20 players and back. Gonna get 10, yep. 10, to, 10 to 15 players will get back in return. Horses. You're because get a haul, man. Because you can there say, I have the best player since Babe Ruth. You can't cheat me. I got the best player active in the last 10 years. You can't cheat me. We're not talking about they're going to be getting prospects 15 and 20. They're going to be getting prospects number one, two, and three. Especially for Otani. You know what I mean? For Otani, you, you can ask for whatever the hell you they're want. Both of them. They're going to get a truckload. Um, but it's going to be interesting because if Anaheim holds on to Otani to the end of the year, they're going to get nothing. Yep. Nothing. But whatever team trades for him better make sure that Otani's signing a long-term deal with That's him. That's the kicker. And it's going to be interesting. Because if not. That's the kicker. That's the kicker. You give up all that, and that doesn't going to be the, the biggest trade. I think because of Otani's special situation of how good he is, I want to see him go into free agency. You know, as much as a trade would help Anaheim, and I think that it would push them, I want to see Otani go into free agency because this is historic. This will be like when, Lebr like when LeBron went into free yeah, agency and yeah, he had like, the decision, you yeah, know? Yeah, like what's, what, what's, what's this guy going to do? It's a very similar situation. He's the best player in the world. Yep. You know? Like he's going to walk into like Yankee Stadium. They're going to have like, this is what your future looks like. You know, I mean, I could see teams like going out and, and doing a full court press, man. To me, it would be an injustice if he, if he were to do a trade and sign and not go into free agency. I think that that would be a nightmare. The Yankees will resurrect other dead players <laughs> to eat with Otani that night. <laughs> Listen. Just to get them in. I think uh, the Yankees, Otani, or Trout, both would look good there. Yep. You know? Hey, we'll take one of them. We'll take Trout. I like it. <laughs> we'll take them. I like it. The Yankees need some hitting, man. So, yeah. so Trout would be nice. Hey, Domingo Herman, perfect game, 24th in Major League history. The first one since Felix Hernandez did it in 2012. Four Yankees have done it, Mike. All have a first name beginning with the letter D. David Cohn, David Wells, Don Larson, Domingo Herman. That's wild. Herman got me 104 points the other day with that <laughs> fantasy game. And Dom Domingo Herman, you know, he, he had the domestic violence thing some years ago. Um, the sticky fingers this year get suspended, gets completely rocked and destroyed last couple games. And then comes out and throws a perfect game, Mike. Um, Anderson, the other day, like in the morning, we we put SportsCenter. And, and he's like, Papa, what's a perfect game? And I told him, when you're playing baseball and every single guy you're pitching, every single guy that comes up is an out. No. That guy doesn't get on base. You don't hit him. You don't walk him. He doesn't get a hit. Throw an error. He, nobody game. gets on base. Perfect game. 27 up, 27 down. Beautiful, huh? What a, what, a, what a gem that guy threw there. Mike, the history of baseball is long. Wow. It's over 120 20 20 years. years yeah. And only 24 guys have done it. 24. And this is the first one in 11 years. No, and, and not just that. The, the, the amount of focus that it takes for these pitchers to, to stay locked in for 27 outs and the defense. Defense got to get nervous a little bit. They got to get the jitters a little bit. It's got to be. It's got to be. Gotta be, because you're a part I, of history. I, I think Donaldson threw one that, no. that Rizzo had yeah. to like <laughs> had to come off the base move a to bit. the other side. I mean, I was like, dude. Yeah. You know, Anthony Volpe had yeah. to make some big throws there yeah. late in yeah. the game. You know, yeah. it's uh Well, it was it was um, you know, Yonder Alonso that night did the the broadcast for them. So, you know, I I'm a friend of Yonder's, I'm a big fan of Yonder and what he's doing on, on TV. 
Um, he's a great talent on TV, man. He's fucking awesome. So I texted him right after the game. I said, hey, bro, great job. You killed it. You know? And he was like, oh, it was a perfect storm because this kid was nasty. And Oakland's not that good. It's a perfect storm. You know what I'm saying? And the guy just dealt. He dealt, dealt, yeah. dealt. You know what I mean? But, yeah, good good to him, man. But, yeah, congrats to um, to Domingo Herman. You know, um, you know he, like like I said, he made some headlines outside of uh, – Outside of the, the the what's it called? Outside of baseball, but you know, hopefully he turned his life around. Yeah, and hey. hey, he's doing it on the mound. Second chance he got right. Second chance. Man, no one's gonna give Bauer a second chance, Armando. I don't know. It depends on Rob Manfred. <sighs> what a dick. <laughs> so listen, a couple things I was gonna I was gonna bring up. I don't think we had this in a rundown, but I'm just gonna bring it up. Um, so the Minnesota Twins are in first place with 40 wins and 42 losses. Explain to me that. Divisions, man. Amando, this is a this is a disaster. Okay, and I've been against this for a very long time. Okay, I so know you, I know you mentioned it. Yeah. So the last, the, the last in the in the American League East, the last place <laughs> team, Boston Red Sox, winning are, record are forty and forty two, and the Minnesota Twins are in first place at forty and forty two. I think that this is a mistake. I think that this needs to be fixed. I think that the American League should be. A 15-team clip, 1 to 15. And then the National League team should be a 15-team clip. Old school. 1 through 15. Like they used to do it. And and if you're better, you're better. Because right now, you know, you got the Yankees at third place and with at 45 and 36. They'll be dominating in every other division. You know what I mean? And I think that needs to be cleaned up because, to me, the playoffs are about the best teams. I'm okay with not everybody making the playoffs, even in Little League. The Miami youth... Everybody makes the playoffs. In Tamiami, they don't, the top four. I don't have an issue with that. You know what I mean? But what happens is that in these situations, we end up not seeing the best teams. Teams who are not that good, well, they're all good. They're pro teams. But teams who are not that good are getting in over teams who are better. It happens in football every year. It happens year. in football every year. And, and listen, let me tell you something else. I'm, I'm even for 15 teams American League, 15 teams National League, at the end of the season, you mix them up, and those are your standings, and the best ones are going, even if it's offset. Even if you have more in the American League or more in the National League, I, Mie Quintana, I want to see the best teams because the best teams have the best players, yeah. the best team players. You know, they played a, you're going to play 162 games, Amando. You're going to play 162 games. I'm going to play 162 games. I'm going to be better than you, but you're in the playoffs. No, and look, and if you want to make it, you know, six teams and six teams, you know, kind of like they're doing now. Perfect. Top two seeds get get a bye. Fine, but but I do agree with that because look, the I think it was a couple of years ago in, in the NFL, I forgot what team it was. I think it was like the NFC South or something. Like a team made made the playoffs with I don't know, like six wins or some seven wins. I mean something yeah, very it, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, you know, and then some team with a good record. I'm Case in point, 2008, the the Dolphins win the AFC East that year, 11-5. and five. Um, But they had the tiebreaker over the Jets, and they had the tiebreaker over the New England Patriots. That was the year Brady got hurt, so Matt Castle was the quarterback. Brett Favre was quarterback for the Jets. They all won 11-5. and five. Only the Dolphins made the playoffs from, from, the, from those teams. Probably like some shit team yeah, from like, like the, cent or, yeah. the central, or I mean the, the yeah. south, or the just, north, or just, the west. Just for me, it made just it, you doesn't know? make doesn't make a lot. It doesn't make sense here to me. You know, I'm I'm looking at here. You know, all the standings of all these teams, and 
you know, the Marlins 48 and 34 in second place. And, you know, you got Minnesota 40. This is every team in the AL Central has a losing record, Armando. Yep. Every single team in the AL Central. No wonder Correa went there. You know? So it's the wins, you know what I mean? Right now, right now, the Miami Marlins would be leaders in the AL Central, the NL Central, and they'd be pretty much tied for first place. Yeah, tied for first place in the NL West. You know? (laughs) So if yeah, if you go to if you go to standings and you go to overall, you know, like like right now, if you go over overall all major leagues, and this is what Mike was talking about, right? You would have the Tampa Bay Rays, number one, Atlanta Braves, Baltimore Orioles, Texas Rangers, Arizona Diamondbacks, the sixth best team in the major leagues, Miami Marlins, followed by the Dodgers and the Yankees. We're in good shape. Yep. <laughs> We're in good shape. And like I said, <coughs> you get into the playoffs and you become a real contender in these short series with, with, the, with the arms that we have. And let's say the six teams I mentioned, right? Six from each league. Remember, we're, we're, we're talking about Minnesota Twins at 40 and 42. Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Texas, Yankees, Blue Jays, and Astros would make it. Top six, right? You still have two more teams over Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> so Minnesota yeah. wouldn't even be, be I think close. That's, I think that's got to be cleaned up, you know. And I'm not, you know, and I, and I understand the central, the east, the west, and I, I, I get all that. But it doesn't guarantee me the best teams. No, no, and 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 look like some some the 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 COVID year. I remember the the Marlins made the playoffs somehow, and I remember seeing that, and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> like it, you know, and I'm a, and I'm a Marlins fan, and I'm like, this this doesn't this yeah. doesn't jive for me. This isn't like I, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it, you know. And I mean, they got eliminated rather quickly, but like you said, you want to see the best teams, and and look, I'm I'm all about. Some of these teams getting a shot because look at the Heat with the AC made it to the finals. The Panthers as the AC made it to the finals. The Marlins as a wild card twice won the World Series. I'm not against that. I do agree with you. Like some teams I'm not, shouldn't be a playoff I'm team. Against, I'm not against. I'm not against that, bro. I, you know, I'm not against that. But you cannot convince me that a whole division in baseball that's under 500 can be in the playoffs. You can't, Armando. Yep, it's, it's not fair. Like how? How? Listen, man, these playoffs are are what pr- big dollars, man. Yep, big dollars for these owners. And for how do you think some of these guys feel? And for not only for the owners, you know? imagine your your imagine uh, the Yankees don't get in this year. They do. They down the third. They they don't get the wild card. Whatever. Right. They don't creep in. And then you're turning on and you're watching the Minnesota Twins. I was gonna say a sponsor. That's terrible. A sponsor putting in big money, and you. Yankees or the Twins who had a losing record, and you're like, no. what the hell am I watching? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. I think they got to clean it up, and and, and I understand that. Um, you know, like like you said, the eight seed comes in, and bro, they get hot, and we're all about that. We we love that, but you got to get in legitly. Yeah, you got to be one of the best team. eight teams. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Got to be one of the best eight teams. Okay, you and were eight. Okay, fine. You you shoot into eight. Okay, but you were eight. And let's say, but even, these guys are. Let's say 15. even eight. They're 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 ninth in the AL. Not even going into the NL. Yeah, that's got to be cleaned up, MLB. Let's go, man, friend. Let's clean it up, buddy. But, Mike, um, really, really quickly, because there's something I want to talk about before we, we end the show, but really quickly, 
so we don't take too much time in this, but I, I want to ask you in your, your personal opinion, you know, having, having played in, in the minors and having seen some ejections and all that, um, how much of this is theater by some of the managers? Because I see, I see Davey Martinez and, and he goes way over the top and all that. And, and, and listen, the, that play wasn't even like that big a deal. It was a yeah. pitch that he was complaining about, and then he came in and said, you know, yesterday he did the same thing. He gets ejected a lot. And look, everybody everybody loved seeing Earl Weaver kicking the dirt and Billy Martin and all that. But how much of it is the manager actually, like, giving a shit? And how much of yeah. it is theater? Well, I think I think that I, Davey, Davey Johnson, right? M Martinez. Dave Martinez. Yeah. He had two ejections in the last week. And then we also had um, Buck Show Walter. Yes. So the first one with Davey Martinez, I thought it was a bit ridiculous yeah. with the whole thing, getting down there, kind of immature, you know. But I, I, I do think that that him and Buck Showalter were correct in their arguments the second time because I think the umpires got it completely wrong on both end, both plays. I think they got it completely wrong. No, and, and I'm, um, not, I'm not saying they shouldn't so argue I, it. I'm I saying think, it like yeah. the, the over-the-top. Yeah, no, I think, I, I think that... Um, I think that uh, Davey did a bit much that first time, but the second time with him and the first time with Buck Showalter, it, it's it's theater. But Amando, they got to make their points, and they got to let these people know, hey, we're watching, you know. And th and that doesn't end there, by the way. They get calls after, and they get they call the commissioner's oh, yeah. office, and then they do appeals and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's theater. It's you know I've done it before. You have to go out there and you have to kind of show people that you're you know and let them know you're paying attention and, and stuff like that. I never go overboard, but um, I do think that they that the managers were in the right there, and I think the umpires need to be very careful, Armando. There is a lot of talk about electronic stuff coming into the game. Yep. If I was umpires, me. I would be changing the tune. I, I would be, I would be, as good as I can. Yep. I would make sure that if I'm the head crew chief umpire, that that day we're gonna be on point, and then we gotta get these guys to like us. Because when the players and the managers don't like you, they're gonna be the first ones wanting to get those electronic strike zones. Did you see the you other day they they called a strike? And the guy had fallen it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> no. And, and listen, even, that play at home plate, Armando. You have the whole circle yeah. of home plate. Like yeah, we've like seen, I, we've seen people try to juke catchers. I've seen people slide way out, not touch, get up, and they start a juke move, and they have all of that area to play with. That's normal. That's the rules. Yeah. The umpire really blew it there. Yeah, he did. He blew it there big time. And then the one with uh, the blocking of the plate. That threw him off with the show Walter. That no, was also the, a the nightmare. Blo the, the blocking of the plate, it, you know? it gets me because so, what, what the hell is a catcher supposed to do? And yeah. the, and 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 there was one with with uh, with the Padres with yeah. Gary Sanchez. Dude, Gary was moving to where the ball was going. Yeah, I, I mean, I does, think, do they want him to like let the ball go through? I, I mean, he catches it there. What's he supposed yeah. to do? Move out of the way so the yeah. Oh, uh, I'm I'm supposed to let you score. And this is all because of Buster Posey. Let's not forget. Yeah. When they ran him over at home and they broke his ankle, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I don't know why they had the I think Pete, Pete Rose murdered a guy. Yeah, and his best friend <laughs> in, in the, the All-Star game. <laughs> but, you know, those are things that happen once in a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once in a while, happens to be, it happens. 
You see what I'm saying? You get yep. you got blown up, man. Hey, it's your 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 catcher. You've been catching since you were little. You know that that's part of the gig, you know, and you got rocked. And I just think that there's so much confusion with the plays at the plate that you kind of don't know anymore, like, what are these guys going to call? Because they got them both wrong the other day. Yeah. They got them both completely wrong. No, the, you know? I think the umpiring's been been horrendous. And Mondo, but Davey Martinez just has some bad luck. Remember that whole play <laughs> with the guy running down first and he had the picture and he came out and he showed the picture yeah. that the guy was on the inside? Like, yeah. He's just had some bad luck. But what I think happens is that he's created a little bit of his bad luck because the umpires don't like him now. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, when, when you go overboard, I mean, look, I feel like when I was a kid, Billy Martin, you would turn on a Yankee and Billy Martin was getting ejected. You would turn on an Orioles game, Earl Weaver was getting ejected. And, and yeah, these people just, they, they weren't liked. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the, by the way... And, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I may be getting a little part of the story wrong, but anyone could Google it. But it came out later on that that Billy Martin had put a hit on an umpire. Shit. <laughs> and then and then he called it off. I don't know, but they had a hit on on the freaking umpire, man. Billy Martin, man, what a, that guy was crazy. He said said murió ahí, you know, yeah. drinking accident, you know, and great manager, man. He knew how to get the most out of his players, and he wasn't afraid of Reggie Jackson. He, wasn't he got fired a ton of times. Ton he of used times to get in Steinbrenner's face and tell him off, but they had a love hate relationship. He sure did. Well, this has been episode forty one. We talked about a lot of stuff. Great here. show, great show. Episode forty one, Damages Miami up and in in the books. 